As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Podcast starring Dave Schilling, Alex Caruso, <coughs> Jared Blossom Game, Joey Devine, Walter Lemon Jr., Jamil Warney, Sean Keane. Musical guest, everything but the girl. And now, the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. And I'm here, as always, with permanent co host, Sean Keane. Sean, how are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, Joey. Um, have you been watching lots of, ba- lots of hoops? Uh, I did see uh, a bunch of the Bucks Celtics game today. Well, from... they, it was the only game on because That's apparently true. the NBA is a group of cowards afraid of the NFL draft. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it does kind of seem like they're afraid of the NFL draft, huh? Stupid. Did they just get uh, unlucky with what series ended quickly, though? I don't know, but there was shouldn't have been four games on yesterday and one on today. <laughs> that that seems unfortunate. Two games happening simultaneously. Like there were two absolutely classic NBA playoff games on yesterday, and, and I guarantee 
if one of them had been on tonight, uh, a lot of people would have clicked over from watching Mel Kuyper talk about fucking Josh Allen's racist tweets. Yeah, because, like, one thing that you don't really have to do for the NFL draft is um, watch it at all. (laughs) You can just look at at Twitter on your phone, and uh, they'll just tell you who got picked. And then you just get to read all the information really quickly, and you don't have to just watch a bunch of blowhards going like, God, all of explosiveness. Terrible. Anyway, we are, as always, we are, as always, an anti-NFL podcast. Um, I mean, I did did appreciate uh, the Browns somehow disappointing everybody with the number one and number four pick in the draft. I mean, sure. Uh, But you would have been so much happier if it was the Knicks doing that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Um, It's just like, I don't really understand the NFL draft enough and like what I love is it's it's like the overconfidence Olympics mm-hmm. like it's it feels like it feels like in the me too era the the NFL draft is like it's all mansplaining uh there's like weird racist overtones to mm-hmm. it um and also like everybody's totally unaccountable for what they do because the whole time they're like oh you can't judge a draft until like three years later yeah so it's also like... this year they got to be homophobic on top of it so that's cool oh that's true they were ignoring a... is he's a running back right yeah he's not out but uh they did get to like judge him a lot about possibly being gay i don't want to out him he might not be gay. Who cares? Uh, I bet he's a really good running back. Well, I bet that NFL teams could also take a pass on any kind of morality that they need and just claim that uh, their fans wouldn't like it. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Bunch of monsters. All right. Let's talk about the NBA, though, because, again, fuck football. Um. <laughs> Sean, we have non-playoff news. Yes. Uh, uh, the coaching carousel has begun. And as we all predicted, it starts with the Memphis Grizzlies hiring their interim coach, J.B. Bickerstaff, for some reason. <laughs> wow. <laughs> J.B. Bickerstaff, uh... What do you think J.B. Bickerstaff's career record is? I bet it's close. Oh, well, no, he coached most of this year. I was going to say before this year, it was probably close to 500. Yeah, because they they actually fired fired, um, Fizdale when they didn't have that bad a record yet. Right. So, let's see, for Houston, okay, his career, his record this year was 15 and 48. Uh huh. And with Houston, I bet he was like forty-two and forty-two. Uh, I mean, in forty, he was thirty-seven and thirty-four because Kevin McHale coached eleven games that year. Oh right. Yeah, and then they went one and four in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, that was like one of the saddest playoff teams of the thing memory, that, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The like... the final Dwight Howard year. 
in Houston. Was that the year that, like, Bickerstaff just wouldn't take Dwight Howard out at the end of Game 5? Yes. And made him, made him play, like, the whole second half? It was also the year Steph Curry hurt his knee and then yeah, didn't the win most, the NBA Finals. The most controversial thing J.B. Bickerstaff did was to uh, get Moti Yunus to, to cover his entire body in Vaseline mm-hmm. before going out on the court and then uh, instructed him that if you ever lose your balance, make sure you pee a little bit on the court. And that's yeah. it's ultimately what tripped up Steph Curry. In he really series. wanted him. He was like... We're running the slip and slide. His his greasy, greasy body uh, really, really made Steph Curry lose his balance. Meanwhile, Sean, uh, David Fisdale was at the premiere of Avengers of In- Infinity War. Yeah. So uh, I'm thinking Fizz is still uh, has the upper hand on the old Memphis Grizzlies right now. He feels like he, like, like every time I see Fisdale, he's like more relaxed um, mm-hmm. It seems like he's like in better shape, like like smiling. It seems like he's even wearing like more flattering glasses. Yeah. Also, Tom Fisdale you... is only forty three years old. Why do you think he was at the Avengers: Infinity War premiere? <sighs> you know, I th- well, he's he's from L A. Uh-huh. Like he went to high school in L A. But we live his... in L.A. We're not at the Avengers we Infinity are not War premiere. Event. Who do you think invited Fizdale? Like, is there any NBA Infinity War connection besides, like, metaphorical think pieces and um, <laughs> Twitter experiments? Um, Who do I think invited him? Oh, I know who invited him. It was uh, Captain America. Chris Evans. Oh, Chris Evans. Because, you know, he heard he got fired, so he tweeted at him to come to the premiere because that's what he did for all th- all things, bad things that happened to bad bad things that happened to people yeah, this year, did, right? Isn't that why? Uh, yeah, that's right. Because That's he, why that racist kid was there who got he bullied? Thought, he thought the Memphis Grizzlies were bullying Fizdale yeah. by firing him, yes. And did that they... kid go? Well, I know we're not talking about <laughs> basketball, but was that, that bullied kid at the Avengers Infinity War premiere? You know, Chris Evans wasn't there, and I think— He wasn't? Well, because he's in a play on Broadway. Oh, I'm sure that's great. But doesn't it seem like maybe he— got himself cast in that play to avoid taking that racist kid to be like, eh, sorry, you can't be my guest. I mean, to be fair, I we don't know if the kid was racist, but we definitely know the parents were racist. I'm going to say I'm pretty sure that kid's racist. <laughs> I mean, Keaton Jones. Sure. Keaton Jones is his name. Was he at the Avengers Infinity War pr- I'm, premiere? I'm going Can you to, Google that for me I'm right Googling now? I'm Googling it right now. <laughs> The Sorry, bullying. we will get to basketball. I swear. It's just look to uh, uh, to open up the process of round ball rock right now. Uh, it's one a.m. West Coast time, and I'm feeling a little uh, information thirsty here. Yeah, uh, Keaton Jones. Uh, not a very active Twitter page. I gotta say. That's not even his Twitter page, right? Well, it, it I mean, it's Twitter.com. It's Keaton Jones. Who else could it be? No, I don't know if that's... <laughs> I think it is probably 
not the real key. I bet he wasn't there. I don't think I don't think he'd be allowed to go. After Black Panther's success, it'll be a real slap in the face to bring Keaton Jones there. Uh, doesn't seem like there's any news about Keaton Jones. I yeah, I don't see there. any news either. I'm going to guess he wasn't there. Um, anyway, yeah. let's move on. Uh, Keaton Jones, you're not welcome at the Round Ball Rock premiere either. Yeah. Um, We're Frankie taking Muniz, a stand. You for sure are, though, even though oh, you... Yeah. Uh, even, <laughs> even though you're... Uh, we are troubled by your Joe Arpaio. Who... Uh, yeah, so who do you think is would be in the Round Ball Rock Infinity War team up? Like obviously Frankie. Uh, obviously Corbin Smith, Corbin Smith uh seven time uh, All Star and Future Hall of Famer Joe Johnson. The fast break breakfast guys. Yeah. Um, uh uh Zach Harper and whoever he wants to bring from his own personal Guardians of the Galaxy over there. Um yeah. not Dave Schilling though. No, he's he he has to actually cover the premiere of he's the our Round Hawkeye. Ball Rock. What, what's that? He's our Hawkeye. You know how Hawkeye. Oh is right, he has his own posters. life and his family. Yeah. yeah. Wait, does um, that mean Dave's gonna die in this one? Uh, I don't know. I, that's not actually a spoiler. I, I no, don't we don't know. know. We don't know anything. We're not David Fisdale. <laughs> Um, yeah, David Fisdale does know, and in fact, he's using that as leverage to get the Knicks job. Fisdale's for sure in it, though, right? Oh, yeah, I and, think so. Uh, he is the... Anthony Randolph, of course. Anthony Randolph is for sure in it. Everyone in that Don Nelson poker game painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they kind of uh, compete as a unit. Um, is Rick Barry Thanos? I think he oh, is. Oh, I think yeah. maybe it might be Doc Rivers. Yeah. Although we've been easier on Doc of late. Yeah. <laughs> um, we feel like I feel like. Oh, Billy Crystal and George Mirasan. They're, they're, they're both. They're yeah. They're they're like the Groot and uh, Rocket Rock, Raccoon, Raccoon <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah. Um. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to leave this up to the listeners. Yeah. Listeners, who do you think would be in the Round Ball Rock Infinity War? Tweet mm-hmm. at us at Round Rock Pod. Mm-hmm. Email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Or tell us in a, re- a five-star review on iTunes. One thing I did want to mention about the playoffs that we haven't gotten to... Um... Oh, you you mean besides everything about the playoffs that I we would, haven't gotten to yeah. because we've talked about the NFL draft? Well, this is and this, Keaton Jones. I don't know if you'd be totally happy with the way I'm taking this conversation now that I think about it, but uh, Sonic has really has really taken some missteps. They had such a classic formula with those two delightful guys improvising at a drive-through. Mm-hmm. And it all started to fall apart when they pulled those guys out of the out of the car and had them talk to Kevin Durant. Yeah, it's true. And honestly, I think that was what like it, that's what sowed the seeds of Kevin Durant leaving the Thunder for the Warriors when he's like, "Huh, these guys got out of their comfort zone. They didn't have to just stay in one place all the time." I think Bill Simmons is Thanos, Sean. Oh, my God. Um, all right. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, question about the Sonic guys and Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, do you think he thinks they're blog boys, and that's why he hates blog boys so much? Oh, well, I mean, they look like blog boys. They do. That's why I asked. <laughs> He's like, man, those are... Well, yeah, but, do you... but Sonic now does not even have those guys. No, they're in that commercial. The the This year? Yeah. They've been... It cuts to them at the end. Oh, oh, in at the end of the Ellie Kemper... Yeah, they're like, look at those guys. Uh, they got famous just for eating at Sonic, and uh, then it cuts to them eating in a car. Yeah, but they don't but, say anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't like this shift of focus. Uh, is did it? Why are you upset that they were replaced by women? It's you a, fucking Ghostbusters <laughs> monster. I guess did this it ruin is, your this childhood? is my this is my Ghostbusters. <laughs> It's the Sonic movie. Also, um... Sean's been red pilled. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Look, I I went on Reddit for eight minutes. I own a fedora, and uh, I'm not shaving my neck anymore. Sorry, ladies. I'm negging you with my neck. <laughs> um, uh, all right, but let's talk about the well, coaches. Any... Actually, I'm sorry. Oh, but go the, ahead. Just the <laughs> Sonic guys had such a beautiful thing, and now it's some like actresses who are sort of playing themselves and sort of not, but they're also both on the same sitcom. It's just such a misstep. But also, you know, you and I did not really ever have a Sonic near us. No. We don't live in Modesto. Yet it was always, like, completely nationally advertised and all this stuff. And uh, so for us, for a while, it was like Sonic was just sponsoring an improv troupe that was televised because mm-hmm. there was no possible way for us to go to Sonic, even if the commercials really sold us. So yeah. And Ruby Tuesday also like that. <laughs> well, not the, the improv thing, but I remember one time in college, my friend Steven Madrid mm-hmm. thought the burgers in the Ruby Tuesday commercial looked so good. He looked up where the, the nearest Ruby Tuesday was. Mm-hmm. And it was like, a hundred miles away. <laughs> Did he go? It might have been longer. It might have been like the Oregon border. <laughs> and he was like uh, trying. No, it was in Redding and we were in Monterey. So that's uh, like a long. That's a very, how long of a drive is that? Five hours? Five hours at least. Probably yeah, more. Yeah, and he was trying to convince us to go. And it was all because Ruby Tuesday had a burger with a knife stuck in the middle that would <laughs> that would be on commercials during NBA playoff games. It it <sighs> honestly does work. Like, how much do we hate the Andersons right now? Just because of... Because um, they got tickets to the game? Yeah. I mean, you know how I feel about the Andersons. I'm pro-Anderson. Oh, you like... Yeah, that's right. That dad's a problem. He That dad he should is worry problem. about what's going on on his side of the fence. I'm still not. I am an, I am more anti the dad, but I would also not say I am pro Andersons. It's they fair. seem they seem they seem like they might be racists. Uh, you you paint a you paint that picture with a broad brush, my friend. All they did was Instagram that they were at the game, or they text him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're taunting him. And I, don't I just think they're taunting him. I feel like maybe they're trying to get him that family to move out of the neighborhood. <laughs> anyway, 
Back to the coaching carousel. Sorry, the coaching carousel. Round and around it goes. Uh, how do you feel about J.B. Bickerstaff? <laughs> I mean, clearly we have no feelings about him because we've talked about fast food, Keaton Jones, and uh, uh, your hatred of women <laughs> instead. It's, yeah, that's true. Um, so how old do you think J.B. Bickerstaff is? I bet he's pretty young. He's probably in his early to mid forties, I would bet. He's actually only thirty nine. Yeah, that's um, pretty close. And he's that was pretty close. But like, what? It seems like you're almost like. So you're, you're they've got to bring back a lot of guys on the team. They're not gonna. They don't really even have the opportunity to, you know, make a lot of roster changes. So now they've got... Well, they're going to the... have Luka Doncic, baby. Uh, he's going to Sacramento. I'm, I'm... Well, only if they send Greta Ger- Gerwig to the draft. Yeah. I'm going to walk outside the Golden One Arena tomorrow, and I'll, I'm oh, going to try to meet the robot. robot is... I'm trying to meet the robot tomorrow. He's so. our vision. If anyone, If anyone knows how you can help me meet the robot, tweet at us. If you know the robot or have access to the robot. Um, okay. Here's the one thing I will say about Jamie Bickerstaff. Uh-huh. Um, he, at the time, it felt like he was very smart to turn down that Rockets job. Didn't he turn down that job? Uh, he did withdraw his name, but I think... It was because he wasn't going to get the job at all. I don't think they would have kept him if Mike like like I don't I don't think it was like well JB Bickerstaff's gone I guess we hire hire Mike, Mike D'Antoni yeah um it also seems like the season ended in such a poisonous way I mean just who knows like does James Harden like him does James Harden not like him um yeah it was bad news. Well, and you know, I mean, Memphis is Memphis is almost certainly going to be terrible again next year, right? I see. I don't think so. Why would they be terrible? Aren't uh, Gasol and Conley going to be healthy next year? I mean, maybe. Mike Conley I mean, doesn't that... seem like he's ever really going to be healthy again. Yeah. But, but I don't know. So many of his injuries seem so fluky always, where it's like, yeah, his face broke. So they'll add Luka Doncic. Um, yeah, they could, you know, depending on who they get. I yeah. guess you could do worse than J.B. Bickerstaff. It's, he hasn't really had, like, a fair chance, I guess, but it just feels yeah, so Yeah, anyone who has the coach, Dwight Howard, hasn't had a fair chance. Yeah. Um. All right, let's talk about the other coach, though, because mm-hmm. this is a lot more interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, coach Bud, free from the morass that is the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Now, granted, he caused a lot of that morass <laughs> himself, but um, he also caused a lot of winning. He did, and he also always looks a little bit scared at all times. <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of like if Brett Brown was like lived in a haunted house. Yeah, that's kind of what Coach Bud is like. <laughs> yeah, um, and it seems like I mean they gave him permission 
to look at other jobs, and then he turned down the son's job, right? Yeah. He withdrew his name because I think uh, that job sucks. Uh-huh. Um, and I, my guess is he has a bead on a better job, like maybe coaching the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it, it, what, it, I've heard that. What, what is his dream job? Is it the Bucks? I don't know. I mean, I think everybody's dream job is the Bucks, right? Isn't that what everybody's angling for here? Um, because you get to coach a, a superstar who's twenty three years old. Yeah. Um, uh, as long as the Bucks are willing to pay their new coach a bunch of money, which they probably would be. I don't really know. I don't but, see why not. Uh, uh, only because Jason Kidd is still owed a lot of money. But maybe that won't affect them. I don't know. Uh, here's my question for you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Coach Bud had time on his contract. There was no reason to let him go. Yeah. Uh, so once again, Atlanta got no assets. I mean, got no compensation for an asset leaving the city. Yes. Can I read you some other names they didn't get anything for? Yes, please. Paul Millsap. Oh, okay. Well, Al they Horford. Have... Okay, those those guys are Damari still pretty Carroll. good. Also, Marco uh... Bellinelli. Ooh, that's Ersan Ilyasova. Uh huh. That wow. Uh, they did get Torian Prince for Jeff Teague. So good yeah. job that time, Coach Bud. I mean, I get it. Even Torian Prince. I, mean, I guess he's all right, right? Yeah, he's. Pretty good, right? Um, and then they got a they got the worst Plumley mm-hmm. for Dwight Howard, which he signed for like fifteen more years at fifteen more million dollars yeah. a year. And they uh, <laughs> like they somehow got a more disappointing center signed for more years than Dwight Howard. But I don't blame anyone. I would probably take anything from you to get Dwight out of my house. You know yeah, what I mean? I definitely like, agree Dwight Howard that. was in your house, and I offered to light your house on fire to ensure <laughs> Dwight would leave. Uh-huh. Wouldn't you say, yes, please? Yeah, like, like, can I have, like, two minutes to get a few keepsakes out and then, yeah. then burn <laughs> it to the ground once that happens? Uh, so here's, here's a hypothetical I have uh-huh. for you. If Sir Foster, the famous organist uh-huh. in Atlanta at the Omni, that's not called the Omni anymore, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Uh, if he left, what would the Atlanta Hawks get back? I'm going to say uh, James Dolan and one other member of the straight shot. <laughs> See, I think they'd get Darren Rovell guarding oh. hot sauce back oh, God. <laughs> that's the entertainment every time yeah it's but it's but hot sauce isn't there it's just darren Ravel <laughs> playing defense and then he tells air. you then he tells you a fact about a brand yeah super tight love darren Ravel. <laughs> um so here's another question for you about uh-huh. coach bud yes is he the best coach on the market now uh, I think so. I... I think so, too. I think there's a lot of good coaches on the market, but I think he's the best. Ye- like, Steve Clifford's a good coach. 
I think he probably is, yeah. Uh, and uh, Fizdale, I think, is a good coach. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Earl Watson, not a good coach. Uh, is Byron Scott is available, right? <laughs> Jerry Shaw. Stackhouse is a name you hear a lot. He's probably uh-huh. a good coach. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious about what Fisdale wants to do too, because he's he's kind of been a candidate, and obviously you don't want to like go too long without coaching, because mm-hmm. it seems like people. Start I mean, coaching. I'll tell you what he wants to do. He wants to see Avengers four, baby. Oh, he yeah. wants to know what happens. Yeah, he's 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 <laughs> under the he's under a gag order. He wants to publish a review on his blog. <laughs> no, I mean Avengers four. That's the next one. That's, oh, that's the completion the to the I'm Infinity sorry. War, baby. Oh, I'm, I'm I apologize. He to needs the... to know what's going to happen to those stones. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, but yeah, he's he's making three million this year. For this upcoming season, if he doesn't do anything at all. You know what I think he should do? What's that? I think he should do TV for a year. He's so cool. Yeah. Just like Mark Jackson's going to get that Knicks job. Just be the new Mark Jackson. Let someone else get this Knicks job. Like... Um, he should just wait for a good job. Like, if he can... If the Bucks want him to coach the Bucks, go coach coach the Bucks. But, but yeah, otherwise, like the only other team that might have a vacancy that I would want that job is the Nuggets. Well, I also wonder if David Fisdale's like, why don't I just wait until Doc Rivers quits after next year, <laughs> and then just take the Clippers job? Yeah, and then like, yeah, that's that's my advice for David Fisdale. But he yeah. might enjoy coaching the Suns. I don't know, but. But don't don't rush into it, dude. Yeah, and I think you can. I think if you take another coaching job, they offset your old salary. But there is no offset for like a TV job, right? So that would be kind of tight. I I don't know why I'm like suddenly just rooting for Fizdale to get paid, but <laughs> I'm loving this Hollywood Fizdale. And, yeah, Hollywood uh, Fizdale is pretty dope. He's young enough that I don't I don't want him to take a bad job. Yeah, you know? just don't get rooked. Yeah. Take that for data, Thanos. <laughs> Take that for um, direct deposit, dude. Um. All right. Uh, let's talk about the playoffs. Yeah. Sean, it's time to say goodbye to a couple uh, of teams. Ah. Uh, yes. Um. One team in particular, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're gone. They lost to the Rockets again. Again, shredded in the third quarter after playing it close. <laughs> Um, if you so want here's to... my question. Yeah. yeah, what do they do this summer? <sighs> you know, it feels like they don't have like a ton of stuff they can do. Is is that is that right? I think. They... I mean, I can think of one thing they can do. <laughs> What's that? They can trade Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> can, can they trade him though? Uh, like, doesn't his extension kick in, like, July 1st? Yeah, but I bet, like, the Suns would take him. Oh, God, he is... Pair with Devin Booker. God, that's that's amazing. Would you... You would just tr- you would just trade him to get rid of him, right? 
No, I'd want assets. I, I'd want things back that what, were good. What do you want that from were the worth Suns? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, ooh, <laughs> the Suns. Um, <laughs> like somebody who makes sense in a draft pick. Like maybe, uh, um, uh, shit. They don't have anybody good. Yeah, the Suns just suck, man. Um, I keep wanting to say PJ Tucker, uh-huh. uh, but no, I like you know I take back TJ Warren and one of those later, yeah, first rounders. TJ Warren would actually be a pretty good fit on that team, as long as he, um, I mean, he's a good defensive player, right? I think so. I don't I mean, know. He's on a I haven't watched team. the Suns in a year and a half. It's impossible honestly. to tell if anyone's good at defense on that team, but. But uh, he's a little bit cheaper. Uh-huh. <coughs> well, and he and like, just... It seems... Okay, it seems like the problem with Wiggins is that he does not really know how to contribute if he is not handling the ball. Touching the ball all the yeah. time. And, and Jimmy Butler... Is better at that. And yeah, also is well, better and at... They've got a... They've got to do whatever it takes to make Jimmy Butler happy now, too, because he's in the last year of his deal. Yeah, and he is still very, very good. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, He definitely came back and played hurt at the end of the year, too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It was impressive. Like, he really kind of gutted it out. But, yeah, it it really did feel like... Uh, I'm I am personally pretty out on Andrew Wiggins now, and I was I, I yeah. tried to remain hopeful for a long time. I, I'm I out like on I'm, Wiggins. I'm out on Tibbs. I'm not really I'm I, out on all those former Bulls, and I'm not. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going. I'm not feeling too good about Carl Anthony Towns right now either. No, but and yeah. I was a Towns man. A townsman, if you will. You were a townsman. You've been a townsman. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think the Rockets are good. It's his first playoffs. I don't know. The thing that the thing that really bummed me out is that Derrick Rose played so well, and there's like there... no reason for Minnesota not to bring him back. Like, I mean, there are well, there a is million a reason. reasons. I'm just saying. <laughs> but there's also another reason. Uh, it would be taking the GM job away from Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. That would be a reason to do that. Yeah, um, but I just wonder, they're going to be I like, wow, we happen. don't have any cap space. This guy would sign for the minimum because merely keeping his NBA career alive is worth like $15 million a year in shoe money. Um, it's a bummer. Yeah. Well, no it's, more Derrick Rose. It's too, I just... I don't. I mean, I guess they're the guy who is playing center. Uh, his foot's gonna Patton. His foot's gonna be better, but I don't think that guy's any good. God, it just seems like they need some guys who can make some threes. I bet they're gonna make a move. I bet they make a move here, even if it's just swapping work, bad contracts for bad contracts. Like like Gorky Jang for somebody else. For like Evan Turner or something like that, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bet they're going to make a move. 
You know, I actually think Evan Turner might be more helpful to this offense than Andrew Wiggins. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. He'd, like, give the ball up more, and, uh, wow. All right, Sean, <laughs> we have another team to say goodbye to. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's the Miami Heat. Yeah. Uh, they were eliminated by the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. Um, in a series where I felt like the Sixers were very impressive in not falling for all of Miami's shenanigans and yeah. uh, Dwayne Wade playing two really good games. And they just so that's like they, my first they didn't question. Have any t- yeah. You brought him up. Uh-huh. Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Where does he go from here? <sighs> you know, it's weird because you would think – you know, it was a pretty successful homecoming, and the Heat are kind of uniquely suited to being able to have Dwayne Wade and, like, give him 40 games off a year mm-hmm. just because they have so many guys. But at the same time, um, Deion Waiters is going to be back and healthy next year. And mm-hmm. as great the as Meek Wade Mill was song. a couple games in this playoffs, like, isn't that, like, Dion's stuff? I don't know. Dion's like making threes too. Yeah. Um, I have I, no idea what this team can do this summer. Well, they they they've already said that they want to trade Hassan Whiteside. Which, well, and didn't they uh, also? Aren't they also intimating they also want to trade Tyler Johnson? Well, didn't it, so he was he has two really expensive years left now. Yeah. Of that kind of poison pill contract. So that's like, he's making $15 million next year, I think. Yeah. And he, uh, again, they have a lot of guys who are good players, but just make a lot of money. Yeah. None of those guys, I like, just hurt your team, but so would anyone actually trade for his on white side? I mean, I don't, it, it, you know, the team that feels like, it's funny because I keep thinking like, man, this is like the kind of guy that Kings always end up with. And then it's like, oh, wait, they already had him. Yeah. The other team I could see doing it, funnily enough, Uh is I could see a Dwight for Whiteside trade that Michael Jordan forces. But I don't know if he'd do that to Mitch Kubchak in his first year. (laughs) Right. It's like all all the dumb normal teams who would take this guy either have a center uh-huh. or can't wouldn't take him right now I don't think. Well, I think I don't think they're going to be able to move him. The thing the thing about Whiteside is he's a guy who is like kind of a liability in the playoffs. Seems unpleasant. But at the same time like if you're the Hornets, I could see talking like he's a much better regular season player than the playoffs when you can just kind of pick on him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the like a normal regular season game, he can kind of go off, and you know, it just doesn't hurt you as much. But but also, is Pat Riley going to want something for him? No, I don't think he is at all. Because mm-hmm. they have, they've got Bam, they've got Olenek. Um, you know, there's always going to be somebody like Willie Reed that they can just kind of pick up. But yeah. Also, I think they want to start playing 
lineups that have like Justice Winslow playing center too. So yeah, um, no, they're just they're going to try to get rid of him. I don't think he's going to be able to yield that much. A, a team that was like feels like it might. Uh, he seems like somebody that. Well, I guess they wouldn't now. The old Orlando Magic would have been really annoying. yeah. I you know who I could see doing it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I could see the Clippers trying to trade for him. Oh, like if they they lose DeAndre like when and... they lose DeAndre, yeah. I also would not be shocked for like uh, Mark Cuban to take a flyer on him. Yeah, maybe. I just think Carlisle would hate him, though. Yeah, that that seems untenable. Um, what would you do if you were running this team, Sean? Anything? <laughs> it feels like they're kind of stuck. Yeah, here they it can't can... really make any moves. No, they really can't, and they they sort of spent a bunch of money this summer, knowing how capped out they'd be this year but at this point like i don't think your goal is to try to clear up a lot of space necessarily Uh but like it does seem like they have too many guards and just almost like too many guys um i mean it it seems it seems like justice winslow is a lot more promising now richardson is good um and I think they're you such just, a weird team. I would. I they are no the weirdest idea. team. I think you just kind of have to keep going. I would just try to get rid of Whiteside so he's not on the team. But I yeah. wouldn't worry about the money. I guess. Yeah, they're just kind of what they are. Like if everything breaks right for them next year, maybe they're the three seed. But also, everything could break so wrong, and they, yeah, and they'll like, the miss 10. the playoffs entirely. It could, yeah. But because just, like James Johnson is old. Yeah. Well, and Dwayne like, Wade is old. How long is Drogic like, going to be good? Yeah, Drogic is not young. And then also you're going to rely on, like, Dion Waiters. I don't know, man. It's It seems like such a crazy tightrope they're walking. Mm-hmm. But I also just don't know what they would what they Yeah, I don't really know what do. they can do. Yeah. I mean, um, they could. there's definitely a lot of potential trades they could make because they have... You know, like, 12 potential rotation NBA players. Yeah. It's just such a weird way to build a team. It's super weird, because... Like, Justice Winslow is past being, like, a nice young player. Kinda. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's good, but he's not, like, the kind of prime young guy that'll get you something a star and he's also gone from like beloved to injured to disappointing and now he's like seems good again yeah and then like bam is like people like bam Mm -hmm. a lot but like bam's again like a second tier prospect he's not like i just don't know i don't know what you do um Anyway, I think Wade's probably coming back. I think so, too. Uh, he's my gotta... guess is he'll sign, like, a um, 
like for some kind of mid-level deal. I think they will probably sign him last and pay him as much money as they can. Yeah, but I don't think it's that much. I don't know if it'll be that much. It'll be like the mid-level. Yeah. But yeah, he. Uh, I think he thinks. Doesn't he still think Pat Riley owes him money? Oh, he definitely thinks Pat Riley owes him money. Yeah. Uh, Pat Riley, I bet, does not think he owes him money, though. Um, all right, uh, let's do an ad read, shall we? Okay. Let's uh, see who's paying the bills today. Today's episode of Round Ball Rock is brought to you by Antoine Walker, Texas Ranger, a new crime show coming to NBA TV. Former NBA All-Star Antoine Walker trades in his jump shot for a shotgun as he tours the state of Texas, arresting criminals, and paying off his gambling debts and gunning down bad guys. This is one marshal who will never pass off the suspect to another lawman. Joining him is his partner, disgraced former coach Rick Pitino, a brilliant criminologist with one glaring weakness, premature ejaculation. Watch him and Antoine put a full-court press on bad guys, and watch Rick try not to come in his pants while frisking a suspect. Along the way, they'll get closer and closer to taking down one of the worst, most dastardly hated guys the NBA has ever known, Paul Pierce. Walker, Texas Ranger premieres right after the Wizards-Raptors game, which starts at 5.15 Eastern on NBA TV. NBA TV, we don't know drama. Uh, all right, Sean, let's talk about a couple of series that are currently unfinished. Some might say they're in doubt. In doubt. <laughs> uh, let's start with a really crazy series. Uh, the Cavs versus the Pacers, Sean. I feel like th- I that haven't... game the other night. <laughs> I don't understand how or why. Like, I mean, I understand that LeBron James fucking rules, mm-hmm. but I don't really understand how the Pacers stayed in it or how the Cavs stayed in. It seemed like one of the teams <laughs> should have been up by ten, mm-hmm. and then. It was a very close, like, uh, the game went to the buzzer. Yeah. Uh, Victor Oladipo drove to the basket with time running down, and LeBron James blocked a shot, what turned out to actually be a goaltend. And then if you watch the replay, you realize that even though he's going to the left side of the rim, uh, Oladipo does take the layup with his right hand. Meaning, uh, even the, even the greats sometimes can't make a lefty layup. It's not just us in our formative years on basketball teams. Well, I mean, also he had the uh, one of the greatest athletes of all time just uh, goaltend it. He did. He did so, definitely. Who knows if it, it wasn't going? To, but <laughs> that's right. <laughs> here's the thing: I don't want to hear any fucking Pacers fan talk shit like. No, yes, they missed the goal, the obvious goaltend. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was bad. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, LeBron James hit a three. So even at the buzzer, so even if it went in, you would have lost. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Uh, I don't know why I'm yelling at hypothetical Pacers fans, but here I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan Gailey, please come back on our show. Uh-huh. Um, we want to us... hear all about your weird Indiana stories. Yeah. Uh, and uh, her, Megan Gailey's mom, p- 
put balloons on Victor Oladipo's mailbox. Well, here's after a question. His great performance in game one. <laughs> here's a question I have for you, Sean, because mm-hmm. Megan Gailey's mom is friend of the show. Megan Gailey's friend mom is not here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor Oladipo's had three pretty terrible games in a row here. Yes. Uh, do you think she wants to take those balloons back? You know what? I don't think she does. I think because. The thing is, it doesn't really seem like Victor Oladipo is, like, afraid. He is just missing a lot of shots. And it he may needs be that he... to make decisions much faster when yeah. they blitz him. Because they're kind it of... Is, it is mind-boggling how annoyingly indecisive he's being when they blitz him. With old, old dudes. Yeah, like... like, with very old dudes, like... Just make a decision and make it fast. Mm -hmm. You are dribbling nowhere too much and getting into trouble. Like, just get it to, like, one of your weird bigs earlier or split it. Just make the decision and go. It's Mm -hmm. really frustrating. Yeah. Uh, Says a guy who can barely dribble. Um, But But no, it's it's just like they, they aren't running, like, a complicated or confusing defense it's just like it's designed to get the ball out of his hands but like Sabonis and Turner are both scoring pretty well and basically Sabonis was awesome yeah he was great but also even he he can pass Thad Young can pass um Bogdanovich was even whipping the ball around it's like um, he needs to be more decisive, and Darren Collison needs to be more decisive. Like, like guys are open a lot, and sometimes they're not taking the shots, and sometimes they just don't seem to be like going for it as much. I think, I think, like if Collison starts making a few more threes, I think Oladipo is going to be able to get to the basket. I think I would bench Collison. Just oh, play Corey just... Joseph, dude. Like, Corey Joseph isn't playing much better, but at least, like, I trust him. He wasn't on the Kings twice, <laughs> you know? <laughs> God. Oh, it's so damning. Uh, well, yeah, I, I I might play, like, both of them more. Also, the other thing, um, Thad Young, not too bad, guarding LeBron. I would, I would maybe put him on LeBron a little earlier. Oh, instead of Bogdanovich? Not that Bogdan- Bogdanovich is still, like... I don't know. It's so weird to look at how well LeBron's doing and not feel bad about the defenders, but I watch the game and I'm still kind of like, isn't Bogdanovich kind of doing okay here? Yeah, it's like, it's very, it, it is, even the defense they're running, it is shades of that first Warriors-Cavs finals mm-hmm, to me, mm-hmm. where it's like, everyone's like, yeah, Andre Iguodala did a great job guarding LeBron. But LeBron's stats are so amazing, he should be the f- MVP of the finals. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, uh, the other thing that Victor Oladipo, I think, needs to be doing even more than being decisive when they swarm him is just there's no reason why the Pacers shouldn't be trying to play as fast as possible when... They're like, so old. They're so old, and, like, LeBron has to play, like, 44-plus minutes just make him like run his ass off in the first half more because like you can't really stop him. You just kind of hope he gets tired. And I mean the Cavs in game five for the last like seven plus minutes of the game, 
they did not make a basket. They made some free throws, and then at the buzzer, they hit a three. But other than that, it was like almost seven and a half minutes with no yeah. field goals, which is it crazy. It was such a weird game. What a weird game. Like, um, But also like an all-time LeBron moment. Like, even though he goaltended that shot, fuck yeah, dude. That was such a tight sequence. It's also cool. I, it's kind of cool that he goaltended it and got away with it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, Agreed. Because it's not like... I understand when he's, like, taking four steps for traveling. That's, like, not as fun. But somehow, I feel like on defense and that it's a goaltend makes it a little more fun. Also, like it's, it's it's more roguish. I I would I think that should become an NBA trend. Like dare just just dare the refs to call it goaltend in the last minute of the game. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> like they always talk about how they don't want to be the story. Well, guess what? I am putting my hand through the bottom of the rim every <laughs> single play. Yeah, you want to do it? Uh, the other thing that has been very strange and and makes me again show some luddite tendencies here because uh <laughs> I when I hear about like oh they they couldn't review the goaltend cuz they called it a clean block but if they'd called it a goaltend they could review it by replay and then call and then decide it's not a goaltend and then um if 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 the ball goes out of bounds, you can review it unless they called it like like these weird conditions and I'm like, oh my god, this is so NFL right now. Where there's right. almost like this cottage industry. Uh you even see this on like, you know, rule clarification Twitter. Uh that's like, you know, by the letter of the law, actually that's not reviewable and it's good. It's like just don't have replay at all then. That's what I'm saying. Like, You want no replay now? Well, I'm just saying, like, we're watching the playoffs, and uh, the refs blew a 24-second clock violation on Boston <laughs> at the end of that game. That was really bad. Uh, they blew an out-of-bounds call in Indiana's favor. They blew a goaltend call in Cleveland's favor. Like, both of those were in, like, the last 30 seconds of the game, and replay didn't do anything for that. And it's just so slow. Here's what I don't want replay on anymore. Uh-huh. Flagrant calls. Flagrant Call calls. the flagrant yes. or the foul. Yeah. Just like, I don't need to watch a guy, like, get hit in the head four times. Uh, because, like, it also doesn't actually answer the question. Because, like, if you look at anything long enough in slow enough motion, it's always going to look worse. Uh-huh. Well, also, why do they have to deal with that at the time? Doesn't it seem like something that the league office could just review and assess people's flagrant points? Like, it just feels like, especially if it's, like, if you're not going to eject a guy in the moment, you probably shouldn't eject him. Right. And, yeah, just, just don't take the time, especially because some of them are like, 
occasionally you'll look and it's like, wait, they're they're doing a flagrant review here, and then you're like, I thought they were reviewing whether it was a clear path foul. Yeah, and I do think I do think the standard for a flagrant foul seems vague and also a little too close. But also, like, if you have to review it, then just don't call it. Give the guy yeah. a regular foul because most of the time it turns out it's a regular foul anyway, and it just. It's like talking about the officials is the most boring thing. It never comes off well. No one's ever satisfied. And it just plays into the hands of the Van Gundys. <laughs> Which one? Both brothers or just Jeff Van Gundy? Eh, Are you just talking... Jeff. I'm not talking about Jeff. I mean... <laughs> You're not talking about Stan, you mean? Well, the official... The, yeah, that's right. I'm just talking about Jeff. Stan does talk about the officials, but he means our elected officials who are letting us down. <laughs> Um, and the replay reviews he's talking about are uh, police body cameras. All right. Well, Sean, tomorrow night, uh-huh. these two teams play again. Who you got? I am picking the Cleveland Cavaliers to win another frustratingly close game. I am also picking the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, oh, I, there's one thing I want to talk about, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about this Cavs team. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> like like well here what i don't, I don't really understand get... the rotations i don't understand who they're who they're choosing to play and why i don't understand like, why tristan thompson does not play oh because everyone hates him so much he gets booed at home is that just because he cheated on chloe yeah but that well, means also, he he's can't... not good anymore I don't understand what why Larry Nance doesn't he's, really play. But isn't Tristan Thompson like 26 years old or something? What happened? Know, I don't know. Suddenly it's like he's Andrew Bynum. But like, why doesn't Larry Nance really play? He's been terrible. He's been bad. Um, well, I also just don't understand like... Like Osman? Osman doesn't play. Osman should play a little more. Wasn't he starting for a while? Yeah, I think Clarkson should be playing. It's like they don't trust Clarkson. Like, But Clarkson's one of those guys where you can tell in five minutes whether he's going to be good or bad that night. And then, like, guess what? If he's good, he gets minutes. If not, take him out. Uh-huh. Like, you are running Jose Calderon into his grave. <laughs> Although I'm it Kyle Corver has been shockingly good. I'm not shocked Kyle Corver rules. Was... And guess what? Shooting lasts forever. Yeah, huh. apparently, but he's like playing pretty solid defense. I mean, it's just one of those things I think where like you know, <laughs> like You've played so much basketball, you can kind of guess what's going to happen, and you do that. Yeah, it's just he's 37 years old. Yeah, well, I mean... 35 minutes a game. He's going to have trouble in the next round. You know... Uh, Oh, wait, no, he's not. Those teams (laughs) have been a nightmare. Let's move on to them. You know what I'm going to say, though, real quick? I do think Kyle Corver is going to have some trouble uh, Friday night. Because he played 33 minutes on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. I just, He's had a day off. Yeah, but it's only one day off. He had like mm. two days off. Eh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. 
let's go to that. The, oh, yeah. The Wizards and the Raptors. Uh, not a classic. One of the games last night or uh, two nights ago that was not a classic, I would no. say. Um, I didn't see very much of this game, I'm going to admit, because N- getting NBA TV is hard it is very where difficult. I live. People just um, don't have it. Um, DeMar was really good. He was, and I think I think actually... Uh, he did not play very well in game four, but otherwise mm-hmm. I think he's having a really good series. And you know who else was really good? Uh, uh, DeLon Wright. Oh, he had a great game. He basically saved their uh, saved their bacon, it felt like, watching yeah. the game cast. Well, in the last minute or two, didn't he steal the ball twice? Yeah, and then he also hit a three, I believe. He hit uh, well. That was a crazy shot. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. The other guy that was very good for Toronto. Um, Our man Pascal Siakam. He was good, but uh. Um. So, well, Siakam Siakam didn't play that much in that game. In general, I really like him, but um, Valanciunas is just kicking. Oh yeah, ass. no, he was a monster in that fourth yeah. quarter, and it feels like. I, I almost think they should play him more. Like, they played him th- 32 minutes, which is a lot, but... Well, I think playing him again in the fourth is actually... I think Dwayne Casey is doing a really weird thing. Uh-huh. But I think he's just riding whichever of those crazy bigs is hot in the yeah. fourth quarter. But but he's just definitely better than Pirtle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, he's way less on defense. He's not though. Pirtle can really move his feet, mm. and I think that's the decision he makes. And then if Pirtle can't move his feet, uh, then he he goes weirdly to Bebe, who only played that fourth <laughs> quarter in game one or two or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, it seems like what exactly is wrong with Van Vliet? I'm not entirely sure. I think it's a shoulder, right? Okay. Uh, I know he said things felt weird. I don't know. Hopefully he'll be back soon. Like, back, back. Yeah. Because he's so important to that team. It is his shoulder. Okay, so they'll probably... Yeah, I'd like to see him back. But yeah, they they played Norman Powell a bunch. It didn't seem like he'd... He... From what I saw, he was not good. He just... It seems like he just hasn't played in a long time. But yeah, Wright was great. Um, I think Dwayne Casey could have, as good as his bench, you know, like they're generally an, a pretty good asset for the team. I think you could tend to shorten his rotation a little bit, especially in the next round. I mean, uh, it's it's valuable to have all that depth, but sometimes it's like, eh, just just play JV a few more minutes. I actually Baca think that, a little more. I actually think the depth will really help them against the Cavs though. Actually. Yeah, I just I I think it'll hurt them if they make it to the Sixers, <laughs> but uh against the Cavs where it's like you're playing all these 38-year-old men, you just run uh, like hockey you shifts. Just, to yeah. Run you just constantly put in fresh guys to run. That sounds like a pretty good idea it to me. It really seems like you should be able to run extremely hard on the Cavs. 
Um, but that's are they that are do they are they going to win the series? Oh, the the Raptors against the Cavs. Yeah. No, the Raptors against the Wizards. Oh, they're it's not gonna... over yet, baby. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> These games are all like way closer than I feel like they should be. It feels every time I'm watching the games, I'm like. Well, this game, it, I, I really felt like Toronto was going to blow it. But uh, the, it, it seems like they should be beating the Wizards by, like, 25 points a game. It feels like they don't guard John Wall correctly. I mean, maybe John Wall is just way harder to guard than I think. But I'm always like, why are they giving him so much space? Like, 10 feet from the basket. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they're like, oh, he's not that good a shooter. And it's like, well, he... When he's when he's open and he's twelve feet from the basket, he's a pretty good shooter. Yeah. Um, um, it seems like they the the they're very they're doing a pretty good job of shutting Washington down in like the half court too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like I can't tell if the Wizards were just shooting terribly from three all game or if the Raptors were doing something and I think it was a combination of both like I mm-hmm. think they were basically uh, not letting Mike Scott get a lot of like pick and pop things and then uh, Kelly Oubre was like one for seven I think they were just denying the three pointer better I think it, I think it was more than just uh, I think they would be better off too if they uh, stopped acting like Kelly Oubre was good at shooting threes. Oh, the Wizards? Yeah, no, the no. I mean, the Wizards. He has to shoot them, but I mean, the Toronto Raptors. Like, don't worry about running Kelly Oubre off the line. Oh, I mean, I think I think they were not allowing him a lot of easy looks from three last time. Yeah. Um, the other thing I don't get is why Sadoransky doesn't play. I don't know. I don't understand it either. Uh, it uh, sort of seems like he could be doing for uh, the Wizards what DeLon Wright is doing for the um, the Raptors. Because uh, th- he's a long guy who um, can dribble. How do you think Scott... Do you think Scotty Brooks has much of a future in Washington? Yeah. I mean, he'll be there next year. I mean, Washington kept Randy Whitman two years too long. Yeah, I mean, and guess... Scotty Brooks last year was like a Coach of the Year candidate. Yeah. And uh, this series is not over yet. Um, I mean, we'll say goodbye to the Wizards later. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's true. They, they might they still e- win this series. They easily might win this series. Well, not easily win the series, but I think are they the favorites in Game Six? I think they might be. I haven't looked. I think the Raptors will probably close them out, though. But I've been higher than I should be on the Raptors all all playoffs so far. I mean, I thought they were going to... Neither one of us thought... Uh, I didn't think the Wizards were going to win a game. Yeah. Uh, Washington is a two-point favorite for Game 6. And uh, Indiana is a one-point favorite. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. Yeah, <laughs> they think it's going to be a low-scoring game. The Cavs are just really, really slowing it down, too. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's talk about a good game. Yeah. 
the Jazz played the Thunder, and the Thunder had an incredible comeback. Yeah, the Jazz we were, were all tw- mean to Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. for three games, and then Russell Westbrook really shoved it down all our fucking faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Jazz were up twenty five points in the third quarter, and then in the last twenty minutes. Russell Westbrook by himself outscored the Utah Jazz. Well, and Paul George was amazing. So it was a really bad night for Indiana fans. Oh, God. Just like a brutal, brutal night. Paul George was really good in the clutch, and he did not hit a game winner, but he he hit a bunch of shots. Yeah, Playoff P really showed out. Playoff P actually was too good to make a game winner because they took a lead, a pretty substantial lead at the end. I mean, not substantial, but they won by eight in a game they trailed by 25. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Paul George looked so confident, too. Well, here's my question for you. Uh-huh. Did the Thunder figure something out here, or um, was this kind of a fluke? Um, I would say both. Because Rudy Gobert got in foul trouble, and that meant, you know, Russell Westbrook was a lot more bold. But also, he was just draining mid-rangers in the second half. And, well, and didn't he hit, like, six threes? Um, he, w- he was five of nine from three. Yeah. And a bunch of... Uh, the, the, at least three of them were in the second half. Um, well, George and Westbrook, when they're playing really aggressively like that... I mean, the thing they figured out, though, is... It's uh, to switch. Well, switch to, everything all the time. And to make... Bench Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. Anthony. Like, like, I still don't think he would bench him completely. But they're, they're, they're much, much better defensively when they have Jeremy Grant playing forward instead of him. And, and, and they were also playing uh, a Brenus over Brewer... And mm-hmm. yeah, I would so probably... unfortunately, Corey Brewer isn't part of two of the greatest play comebacks in playoff hey, he's history. Still, he's still part of it. He closed the game. <laughs> they needed they needed to, to hit hit a brewski at the end to keep it going. Um, yeah, I think I think they should be playing Abrinas and playing Grant Moore, playing Brewer and Carmelo less. Uh, it seems like Pat Patterson is still just hurt. He sucks. Yeah, um, but I don't really think you need to play Raymond Felton at all. Am I missing something? Um, <laughs> like... I mean, I felt that way since he was in Charlotte, yeah, so t- no. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to look at him because I would say that I was like shocked to see Jose Calderon starting, and then they kind of zoomed in on his face and like... He he looks like the last couple of years have just been hard mm-hmm. on him. Like his hair is kind of patchy. He looks like he looks like a like a father of four that works really long hours. Um, <laughs> but he, but compared to like how shocking it is to see Raymond Felton out there, like you know, some of it is just sort of his body. Just his his natural body is a little bit round, but he. I mean, he definitely has he's, a natural body, but he's shaped. He's shaped like an egg. Like it's mm-hmm. not even like a normal, like kind of a fat body you'd see in the NFL is one thing, 
but this one was like he has like an ABA body. <laughs> I mean, it's like there there were some pretty out of shape guys at the big three, but usually it was like, well, Olden Polonese is like fifty years old, and Raymond Felton. It's it's like baffling because he's like somebody that Michael Rappaport would have been made making fun of at the big three. Uh huh. Like how how is there not someone better than this? I mean, well, last year they started, I think, the worst NBA in that spot. I think they had the worst NBA player I'd seen in 10 years play that in Samadji Christian. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was. So he is better than that guy. God. But they just. And years before that, it was Derek, like old ass Derek Fisher. They, they just Cameron for some Payne. reason, just for some reason, Sam Presti just does not value backup point guard. Well, I mean, I can tell you what the reason is. Russell Westbrook holds the ball all the time, never gets oh, tired, right. and never really misses a game. And you're like, eh, well, yeah, I, don't, I guess we don't really need that guy. Yeah, now he does what he wants. <laughs> um. All right, and I guess we should talk about this, too, even though I don't want to. Uh-huh. Uh, but Ennis Cantor was there yeah. trolling the Jazz because... Well, and supporting the Thunder. He hates yeah, the Jazz. He hates the Jazz. He hates Gobert. He hates the Jazz more than he likes the Thunder, I think. Right? That is probably true. Ennis Cantor has a complicated psyche, I would say. Like that's one way of putting it. Uh, I think he likes attention. Yes. Um, and it it seems like like Ennis Cantor really like rides very hard for his teammates. It's not clear to me that that is a mutual thing. No. But he also, I don't feel like he rides for the Knicks. He kind of really rode just against LeBron. Or, yeah, but... but that's doesn't have to do with the Knicks. Like, there's just some. He's just weird about the Thunder because they're not the Jazz. It's like weird. I hate it. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. Why was it? I was, gonna, a... I was about to say he's like the Kelsey Grammer of the NBA. <laughs> I'm not even sure why I think that. Well, he is like a. He's kind of like a blowhard, and <laughs> I mean, I understand that people. Like he, because a terrible dictator is after him. Yeah, that makes that's him more the sympathetic. Only cool thing about him, but it's not like he's like an activist, really, no. right? Like, doesn't he? I don't know the specifics of this, but but I'm just. I think it's possible that just the terrible totalitarian leader of Turkey just feels the same way about Enes Kanter that many of his teammates and teams have felt. I'm just like yeah, I don't know. Get rid of this guy. Get him out of here. Though. I just I'll I'm not much. interested in like. There's so much interesting stuff of like Donovan Mitchell and and Rubio Ricky versus Rubio. Westbrook and like like Quinn Snyder sniffing coke on the sidelines <laughs> and you know like Billy Donovan just just being terrible his life and Mello being super washed like we don't need this element of a guy who isn't on either team anymore yeah like somehow injecting himself in there because it's not like he went from the Jazz well I guess I guess he did he did he go went to from the, the Jazz, jazz to, the, to thunder. the Thunder yeah but like just 
I don't know. He just was not that significant a player, you know. No. Like um, I'm, I'm much more down with seeing John Stockton, and then yeah. <laughs> You're more down with John Stockton. That's a bridge too far. Then I don't Ennis need to can... see that boring asshole on my <laughs> well, TV I don't need either. this. But at, but Show me more mitt, man. Oh, I, that's what mitt. I want. Give me some mitt. I want to see. I want to see all those like T Boone Pickens. Get him out there. I want to see like you know it would be great if just like confusingly it gets to Game Seven and Blake Griffin's there wearing like an yeah. Oklahoma City hat. And I like, want to see that. What? I'm a man. I'm forty guy on the sideline oh, tomorrow night. Um, yeah, Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy. <laughs> yeah, Gundy. What if Gundy's there and he's like wearing a number five Thunder jersey just to stick it to Romney and then they show the back and like the name on the back is Romney and people are like, what the hell? <laughs> See, I think his name I think the number should be forty and the name on it should be I'm a man. Oh I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. Yeah, Play that drop right now. <laughs> For those that I you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage, and the editor that let it come out is garbage, attacking an amateur athlete for doing everything right. And then you want to write articles about guys that don't do things right and downgrade them, the ones that do make plays. Are you kidding me? Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a I'm not a kid. Um all right. Uh let's talk about this last series which mm-hmm. has is I think the most boring interesting series I can think of. Yeah, it's in really shitty, memory. but it's also pretty fun. It's been all the games have been pretty close. Uh-huh. Uh and I have no idea what's happening. Uh, well, it but was... it's the Celtics versus the Bucks. Uh-huh. Um Yeah, the Bucks won tonight to tie it at three, send it to a game seven in Boston. Giannis was incredible tonight. Uh he had some real go go gadget dunks. That was so great. There was one <laughs> moment where he got a rebound and was like knocked to the ground and just on his way down he just banked in. <laughs> so the... crazy. It was so great. Like it's just unreal watching him sometimes where, I mean, it's hard to not watch him and also be like, man, he still has not even scraped the ceiling, and yet he's often, like, totally unstoppable. And he's just, this is not like watching anyone else in the league play basketball. Yeah. Um, I thought Middleton was really good. Middleton um, has been very good this entire series, I feel like. It seemed like uh, it was like it must. It seemed like a really slow-paced game, and mm-hmm. I think that might be Boston's doing. But like, Milwaukee took seventy-five shots. That seems like a low number. Yeah, like they they shot like fifty percent. But uh, what was the bit? Why was this game so close? It was not that close. They won by ten. Okay, yeah, they just shot really well. They didn't really make any threes, but Boston didn't either. So here's my first question for you, Sean. Yeah. Uh, he's played well these last couple of games. 
Uh, do we believe in Jabari Parker? Um, I think I do in the context of this series. Yeah, I'm because I'm still not sure. It still kind of doesn't seem like he knows where to be on the court all the time, but his shots are going in. Yeah, I think it is. God, what a you just look at this box score and the the Celtics have so little bench right now. Shane Larkin, baby. Yeah, like Smart and Morris played a lot. But they started semi, which just seems crazy. Like, they can't. I guess they have a. Is he just to guard Giannis? I don't really understand that. I think they should just start Marcus Morris, I would say. But I'm not. I'm no Brad Stevens. Yeah, good boy genius. Because I've had sex before. No, I. That's a weird thing because I always thought Brad Stevens when he was like at Butler. I'm like, oh, that's a that's a super handsome guy, and something about like the combination of him coming to the Celtics and getting a little older just makes me look like make, makes me look at him like, oh, look at that living living little boy doll. You know what I mean, like, <laughs> it doesn't doesn't seem as like he looks sexy an image. He looks a little bit like he was a puppet that was brought to life. Yeah. No. yeah, like it's it feels like a real Pinocchio situation going on with him physically. <laughs> he he kind of looks like you know Lander like Mulaney a little bit. <laughs> you know he sings that song Ultron sang. Oh yeah, that's right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shouts to Ultron. Uh. <laughs> always, always shouts to. They should, they should activate him again to fight Thanos. That would be a great <laughs> twist. And then he's like still kind of catty and sarcastic. And they're like, why did we let James Spader record all of his dialogue lying flat on his back? <laughs> I've got no strings. All right. Um, <laughs> my next question, Sean. Uh-huh. Eric Bledsoe. How yes. did you feel he played tonight? Uh, less terribly, but still not really good. Uh, he just—he just. It's kind of amazing seem... the Bucks are in this series, considering they're playing four on five all the time. Bledsoe's like—he had a couple good aggressive plays where he passed, but he still just does not seem like he is locked in enough in general. I was gonna say on defense, but then it's like. I just I don't feel like he's like emotionally committed enough. Yeah, I really think I said this on Take It or Break It today, I believe. Uh-huh. Uh with Corbin Smith. Sorry, with Corbin A. Smith. Um Thank God he has that middle initial there to clear up all the confusions. I don't I I don't think anyone has had a worse playoffs than Eric Bledsoe this year. And I'm including Kawhi Leonard in that conversation. (laughs) I think I might have changed my opinion about him more negatively than anybody else. Yeah, that's what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, like it's... I'm trying to think of anyone that's close. I would pick Nurkic, but that's not really fair. 
Like he mm-hmm. just sort of had a nightmare matchup, and also, and also he's never been. That I didn't good. think he was that great um, to begin with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, everybody. And um, it's, it's a very weird thing because on the other side of the coin for the Celtics mm-hmm. is Terry Rozier, who is someone I always thought was a hilarious joke about Danny Ainge. Mm-hmm. And now I sort of think Terry Rozier should be a starting point guard somewhere else. Whoa. Uh, I mean, he is going to go somewhere else, I think. But I don't know. He's a good player. He's been pretty rad. Um, yeah, I don't, I think you're probably, well, it depends on the team. I would say you're probably not, like, thrilled if he's your starting point guard, but I mean, clearly he does a lot of stuff. Isn't but he like, still pretty he young? This, if he were this, he's really young. It's like his third year in the league. Yeah. Um, I think if he were, he could start for... Several of these East playoff teams we've talked about, right? Well, he'd start for the Pacers. He'd start for the Cavs. I feel like the he's Bucks, better than those guys. I feel like the Bucks would be better yeah. off. Yeah, I mean Orlando. Imagine Orlando would love to get their hands on him. Yeah, that's true. I mean, in the playoffs, yeah. You know, he, he does he makes very a, bad things, but also he does pretty amazing things. He he is a better three-point shooter than I thought he was going to be, and I think that kind of goes a long way. Um, and, you know, you know me, I hate praising both Danny Ainge yeah. or Brad Stevens, but I guess well, good job, man. I would say he has been the the main bellwether of whether the Celtics are going to win in this series, though. Right. He basically has played really well in their wins and has missed a lot of shots in their losses. Yeah, he now, does granted, shoot a lot, but it well, sort of feels like he has to because of the the team the Celtics are trotting out. Yeah, and, you know, he'll be better. I, I, I'm pretty sure he'll be better at home. Yeah. So do right, people, who's going to trade him this summer? Is that what's going to happen? I mean, Danny wouldn't trade him before. I don't know why yeah, he'd trade you're him right, now. You're right. I mean, he's got to. They got to focus on trading Gordon Hayward. He's never going to be the same after that ankle. <laughs> Flip him. Uh, get more picks. Get more picks. All right, Sean. What is your dream scenario for Game Seven here? Um, I mean, I would love to see just like a transcendent Giannis game. Yeah, I want to see Giannis score 72 points but to I, beat the Boston Celtics on their home floor. I would love to see... I don't want anything like... I don't actually want anything bad to happen to Joe Prunty. But maybe <laughs> if he just had like a panic attack during the first quarter and they just had to like... The Bucks just had to pick someone out of the stands to coach the team. Mm-hmm. That would be tight. And that guy would be Aaron Rodgers. Um, my dream scenario, yo, yeah, I think it's Giannis scoring 72 points to win, to just blow them out on their, uh, God. on Boston's home floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tommy Heinsohn gets so upset. Mm-hmm. He throws his, uh, his headset at Giannis. 
Oh, that would be incredible. And he's ejected from the building. <laughs> he's let out like like Charles Oakley at the Garden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ninety three year old Tommy Hudson <laughs> is let out. All right, what's your nightmare scenario for Game Seven? Oh, um, I think it's like Jason Tatum shooting like thirteen of fifteen <laughs> for some reason, and like. Coach K is in a courtside seat cheering him on. <laughs> and uh, and somehow Mitt Romney's at that game too because he used to be the governor of Massachusetts. <laughs> and they give him they give him the mic and he's like, This is our fucking city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like um yeah, at halftime they bring out Roger Clemens and everybody just throws trash at him. <laughs> um, my nightmare scenario, I think, is uh, Boston running out of players. Like, just mm-hmm. like, they all foul out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Danny Ainge suits up <laughs> and wins the game for them. I would like to imagine that they play like the Popeye the Sailor Man theme and mm-hmm. he just like crushes up a Chipotle bowl and sucks it through a pipe and then he's just unstoppable. All right, my last question for this series, Sean. Yes. Is if Boston blows this series, who does Mark Wahlberg play in the movie? Ooh. Uh, this is a good question. I don't think he can play Ainge. No, he's too young. Yeah, um, I think he. I think he. I think he produces it himself and casts himself as Gordon Hayward. Only he breaks his leg thwarting a terrorist attack, and not from landing. He on plays on a broken leg. He plays on the broken leg. Yeah, yeah. and they lose, but um, it was okay because he stopped the terrorists and he loves America. Um, I think he uses CGI motion capture performance to play Tommy Heinsohn <laughs> throwing the headset at Giannis Antetokounmpo. Well, I mean, he can probably get behind throwing a dangerous object at an immigrant, right? <laughs> and he also plays Mitt Romney screaming, this oh, is our fucking great. city, into the microphone. <laughs> Is Mark Wahlberg ever going to make a successful movie again? Uh, I don't know. Probably. He's, right? on, he's on a worse losing streak than Dame Lillard right now. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> In your face, Dame. Um, all right. Let's talk. We got, a, we got one series wrapped up here. Mm-hmm. We know who's playing who. Uh, let's talk about it. Oh, yeah. Our beloved Golden State Warriors... Yes. Versus the team I kind of love, too, uh-huh. the New Orleans Pelicans. Man. Uh, first question. Are you worried as a Warrior fan? Um, I was I was talking to some friends of the pod before the show, and uh, I would say that my level of worry is extremely higher than it was 
like a week and a half ago. Yeah. But and you know they seem like a dangerous team, but like at the same time, you know Anthony Davis is fantastic, and so anytime you're facing him, probably in a little bit of trouble. He's very difficult to guard. Uh, but I'm not really. I don't really think that Rondo is going to keep up a tremendous level of performance, and I also don't totally think that Mirotic is going to be able to do the same thing. Like he seems like a guy that the Warriors are going to be able to neutralize. Um, as someone who, until very recently, my only experience of watching the NBA playoffs with a rooting interest was watching a team that magically upset a team that won a lot of games. Mm -hmm. Uh, Game one is going to explain the series. Uh, Because in both the We Believe era and the Steph Curry Denver Nuggets era, uh, they were very close in game one and then lost in pretty brutal fashions, whether it was missing crazy free throws. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Jackson or... didn't take Steph Curry out of the game Yeah, when he was and... very tired. Oh, no, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's a that's a different Miracle Warriors team. No, I'm talking about both of those teams. But yeah, well, I guess I guess both of them got, like, run into the ground. Um, um, so I would – I think we're going to see what kind of series we're going to get here in the first game. If the Pelicans keep it close and don't fuck up mm-hmm. and or win, it's going to be a problem. But if they have a game where it's like close and then a weird mistake happens or they're like really close going into the fourth and then the Warriors like blow them the hell out in like uh-huh. the last five minutes of the game or something, uh-huh. it'll be like a five-game series. I think you'll be able to tell based on game one, what's going to happen in this series. And I, for one, saying that, I'm really nervous. Um, I would rather not be playing Anthony Davis, I would say. Yeah. I would I would much rather be playing the Utah Jazz than the Pelicans. Yeah. Or the Thunder. The Thunder could well, still I win, mean, Sean. Well, yes. I, mean, I just mean it goes without saying that I'm not really afraid of playing the Thunder. Uh, yeah, and also I think... As, you know, they're long. Their guards are long, which is a thing that helps guard both of the Warriors' guards. Yeah. Uh, And Steph Curry practiced today, the full practice. So I'm going to bet he'll play in game one. I think Rondo is going to have some trouble on the defensive end. Yeah. Um, But I think they'll hide him on Iguodala a lot. So who's... Okay, so say, let's imagining... A, a Steph Curry full uh, mm-hmm. Warriors lineup. Who's I, Rondo going to guard? I bet it's Iguodala for but, the when it's when they go right. But the, like starters yeah. in the game, Are, um, is he going to be like hanging on Javale or something? I bet they'll put him on like Draymond. Yeah, and that seems like I think that's a vulnerability for sure because he's he's good at like guessing plays and calling things out and telling people where to go. But I don't think that he himself individually 
is going to be like shutting guys down. I don't know. It'll well, be interesting. He, he's good at rebounding when he's when it's a uh, point guard who is bad at rebounding. But if it's Draymond Green, I don't know how effective his yeah. rebound boxing come out. I don't know how effective his rebounding will be. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm very excited about it. Uh, I'm very excited to finally get to watch Steph Curry play basketball again. I hope he's feeling good. Um, yeah. He's been a great teammate on the sidelines and also uh, stole Dave Schilling's look in the last game. Yeah, he really did. His striped shirt and jacket. Um, so, question for you, Sean. Uh-huh. Any strategies you'd like to see one of the teams take uh, against the other one? Uh, well, I would like to see... Sorry, listeners. I would like to see... I think the Warriors could take all the hand sanitizer out of the Pelicans' locker room. Ooh. And I think that would really freak out Rondo. Um, maybe... Get Bobby yeah. Portis a courtside seat. Maybe? Oh, that'd be so tight. Um, <laughs> have have everybody encourage everybody to play like Hang On Harvey instead <laughs> of Connect Four. Um, uh, I think uh, they should um, talk to the hotel the Pelicans are staying at uh-huh. and uh, not allow razors in the room, <laughs> so Miritich can't shave. Oh, right. He's got to grow his beard again. Yeah. Um, now, if I'm the uh, <laughs> if I'm the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, I would clearly um, uh, I'd have just have people constantly tweeting and Instagram commenting on uh, uh, Kevin Durant's pages about how Russell Westbrook sucks, so he faves them. Mm-hmm. "Quote unquote," accidentally, and then oh, yeah. constantly has to answer he just has to questions everything. about it. <laughs> <laughs> I might uh, try to recruit him a little bit. Um, I definitely <laughs> invite Draymond Green to experience. I'd let him know, um, and maybe just print out a bunch of directions to all the drive-through liquor stores. I think he would yeah. probably enjoy well, that. Well, that's Boogie's job. He and Boogie are very <laughs> oh, close. That's right, Boogie's Boogie's. <laughs> That's the ag. That's who's actually gonna guard Draymond is Boogie <laughs> the night before. Yeah, uh, and then Beignet is the morning of. Uh-huh. Um, is there? Do you think uh, yeah, there's? Like I a... would also ban whatever weird tincture it is Steve Kerr was drinking oh, on the yeah. sidelines the other day. The, the lean. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'd have Nicholas Cage. Open every game with a rousing speech to the Pelicans fans. New Orleans relevant. Yeah, the greatest actor in the history of New Orleans. Yeah. The modern day Tennessee Williams. The Uh, bard of the bayou. The creator the creator of uh, Western Kabuki. Mm -hmm. Nicholas Cage. (laughs) They Um, just he just recreates a bunch of his old Pachinko commercials in between timeouts. He's so tight, dude. God. Yeah. Um, what if what if the what if the Warriors paid an exorbitant amount of money to have Doctor John sing the national anthem before Game One? Would that just take all the heart out of the Pelicans? No, wouldn't that feed their heart? Oh, they'd be excited that Doctor yeah. John was there. Yeah, it wouldn't be like the Warriors bought they stole Doctor John as well. No, it would be like yeah, he came with us. Oh, 
he's here too. What if they bribed the Pelicans to let Too Short do the national anthem before game three? That would have to be a large bribe. I also think New Orleans would like that. Yeah. Because Too Short rules. Man, New Orleans is too cool. I can't yeah. even I can't even work up any hate. I love I love these guys. Um, well, Rondo. <laughs> I I mean Maybe if they just reminded them about True Detective season two. Ooh. Uh, although I don't think that one took place in. No, Louisiana. I think that's, a, that's I think that's in, that's in Florida or LA or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, New Orleans is just too cool, man. Uh, Do you have a I'm prediction? just hoping for a good series where everybody stays healthy and the Warriors win in four games. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a Do you have a prediction? Uh, yeah, I think the Warriors will probably win in six. I'm going to take Warriors in five. Um, I think that might be a little optimistic, but I also just, uh, I just, I, I think, uh, like, like Andre Iguodala is the Warriors' fifth best player, and I think he's pretty distinctly better than the Pelicans' third best player. You know, I don't know. Playoff Rondo is a thing, apparently. And Ian Clark knows all their plays, so Ian Clark might lead a locker room invasion. That's something to watch <laughs> out for. Um. All right, Sean. Oh wait, do they have da- do, do they have Darren Ehrman? Yeah, they do. So could he have like? Could he have been bugging their locker room for the last couple of years? I mean, I don't think they really need to because they have their their coach designed their offense. Oh, the I guess Warriors I offense. guess Alvin Gentry can just Alvin look Gentry at his own personal did, notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Enough. Enough talk. Uh, time for bed. It's two in the morning. Oh my god! That we do it for uh-huh. you, the listeners. Yeah. Oh yeah. What are your, What are your picks for tomorrow? What are your picks for the games? Oh, okay. So I'm gonna say Cavs. Yeah, I, I'm I gonna say Raptors, and then do the do. Uh, no, the Bucks don't play. There should be an oh, and then I'm gonna say Thunder. Ooh, I like that. I would. I really want that to go seven, and then wouldn't it be great if the Thunder just had like a repeat of Game Five and Game Seven, <laughs> except they didn't come of... back. Like, I like kind of think they're like, going to win this series now. I kind of think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did pick them to win in seven, so I guess this is not the path I would have taken. I just... Anything that makes it super uncomfortable when Paul George leaves, I think that's that'll make it better. <laughs> um. All right, Sean, what do you want to plug? Plug something. Uh, Sacramento Punchline. Two more nights with Shang Wang and Yard Marker articles next week, uh, including the best player matchups of round two. Fun. Um, I was on, like I said before, Take It or Break It with Corbin, Corbin A. Smith. Corbina Smith. And Louis Keene. No relation uh, to a, me. It was a fun episode, I think. It was yeah. weird to do a podcast with someone named Keen that was not you, I Sean. Know. But Lewis is pretty great. Um, yeah, he's really funny. Um, so listen to that. You can get a double dose of me if you want that for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then 
Sean, where can we follow? Do you have social media you want to? At um, Sean Keen, at George Center on Instagram. Uh, George Center. Mm-hmm. Should have gone with my own first name. At Sean Keen has one post. Um, <laughs> I, on the other hand, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at M Night Shyamalan, uh-huh. where uh, yesterday I tweeted had dinner with some of the cast from hashtag glass last night told them i saw the film for the first time on monday i had a grin from ear to ear <laughs> wait he watched the film that he wrote directed and has been tweeting about editing and has been months. editing yeah yeah he watched it for the first time well he no. showed a trailer today too oh thank god glass you know so what I watched tight. recently is uh, Unbreakable. Yeah, pretty boring, huh? Yeah, it's pretty boring. It, I, I, I definitely, like, were movies just more boring back then? <laughs> I think just... they were. Because, you know what? I tried to watch Mission Impossible 1 today, uh-huh. and that movie is also pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait for um, Shyamalan Infinity War with all your favorite characters. Yeah, that's really what he's doing here. Mr. Just... Glass, the strong guy, ghost kid. The plants. Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> the plants. Nature preserve. Devil. Uh, he didn't direct Devil. Devil won't be in there. Stuart Little. Lady from the water. Yeah, Stuart Little, uh, right? He didn't direct Stuart Little. He wrote it. He wrote it. What's um... the other weird one he wrote? Uh, he claims he wrote She's All That, but <laughs> uh, the guy who's credited with saying he wrote She's All That is like, nah, dude. I wrote a lot of she. I wrote most of She's All That. I bet, I bet I bet, M. Night came up with a scene where there's like pubes on a piece of pizza for no reason. <laughs> um, but no, we're forgetting some classic ones. Water aliens. Water aliens. Uh, Lady Joaquin in the Phoenix water. With a bat. Uh, 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 oh, what's his name from the pianist? Uh, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody stabbed. doing like a really. No, he's doing the stabbing. Oh, he is the stab. Yeah, he's doing like a really. Wait, doesn't he get killed? Eventually, right? Yeah. But he's he kills Joaquin Phoenix in the middle of the movie. He stabs oh, yeah. him. He's the stabber. Uh, but no, and he's he's doing like full on disabled person, and it is oh wow, not, it's embarrassing. Yeah, that's. Um, <laughs> and then also, of course, Split. Mm-hmm. Don't forget oh, Split. I, I can't believe I forgot. Our, split. our friend split. 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 Oh, those grandparents. From the visit. Oh, then uh, Jaden yeah. Smith. Jaden Smith is also in. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, and then Earth. Oh, and then the the Airbender. Don't forget oh, about right. the last Airbender. Yeah. Also, the first Airbender is in it. <laughs> That's a um, hologram, Kurt Russell. Dude, have you ever seen After Earth? I have not. Should I? No, it's terrible. <laughs> but do you know what Will Smith's character na- character's name is in After Earth? <laughs> no. Uh, give me a second. I want to make sure I'm remembering it correctly. <laughs> it is crazy. 
Yeah, his character's name is uh, Cypher Rage. <sighs> Cypher Rage? Yeah, dude. How are they still letting this guy make movies? <laughs> I hope the Sixers ban him from the arena for the remainder of the playoffs. Well, he he did tweet earlier that uh, unfortunately he didn't get to see that Sixers game in person uh, because he was editing the Glass trailer um, or whatever. <laughs> he said, bummed I didn't get to see the at Sixers do their magic in person first round. He missed the entire first round. The entire first uh, round? But Does have he, been could... cheering and screaming from every airport and hotel room. He could... Is he have... Wait, he's yelling from the air... at the airport? Apparently. Man, a... He's obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> when, just put some headphones on. Get li... You can afford League Pass. Yeah. Uh, now that Bill Cosby's in jail, he's the worst person in Philadelphia. Yep. <laughs> I don't mean that. Um, anyway, uh, trust the process. I do mean it. He is the worst. Trust the process. <laughs> Shut it down. Let's go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the land, for the land. Another dominant performance from the Cavs. We just brought a trophy to believe land. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.